pick your class and learn your battle points. Because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 197 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Age Goodwin, joined by Bombastic and Eckhart's Ladder. Once again, we're continuing this episode, part two. In this episode, we're going to be going over the likelihood of future updates, what we think of the look of the game, and much more. Let's get started. So, do you guys think that there's going to be more content going forward, or... Because they've said that they aren't going to, they have no plans to continue content. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think that's probably game developer way of saying that there's no plans. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless it, this I mean, sells it, a lot, we aren't yeah. going to make anything. And I believe, I mean, I think Fallen Order kind of surprised them with how much it sold. So it's not outside the realm of possibility. I mean, if you look at the launch trailer for the game, it's got six and a half million views. It's got like almost as much as Halo Infinite's launch trailer. Um, obviously it won't sell anywhere near what Halo Infinite will sell, but I mean, there's a lot of hype over the game and it's Star Wars. There's people who will buy it just because it's got Star Wars on it. Um, oh, definitely. And it, I know, Andrew, you said you, you have a different um, experience, but my community um, has reacted far, far better to this than they did Fallen Order. Like, my this this series right now is pretty much making my second channel. Um, all the videos are doing really well. There's so much positivity. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got a very niche yeah. that's friendly to this game, but... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Perhaps, like, I mean, you do adhere to this audience a lot. Mm-hmm. You talk about a lot of Star Wars battles and, you know, yep. kind of, this is your game. This yeah, is the exactly. game that's made for your audience. Um, that said, like, <laughs> I'm sure so many people are still excited for it. There is a lot of hype around the game. Um, the developers saying that at the moment, there's not going to be any support. You're right potentially is the fact that there's no current plans Mm -hmm. and you know i've heard ian frazier talk about this being an old school game in that you pay 40 dollars for the game you buy the game and you've got the full game there's no updates no um content plan no anything like that it's just this is the experience you're getting i mean the old tie fighters x-wing games got expansions (laughs) 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 that's true (laughs) that's so true but the thing is like i don't think fallen order they're expecting to update no, that game so. either. Like the combat challenges mode that came earlier this year, the free DLC, that came out of nowhere and was actually a mode we got to play months and months yeah. earlier, just like yeah, as a tech demo, <laughs> right? But that, um, you know, that came out of nowhere because the game outsold their expectations. They expected it to sell six to eight million copies in three months and it sold over mm-hmm. 10. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. They underestimated the amount that you know that people would love this game mm-hmm. so fingers crossed this can do something similar i think that's a good summary of ea's handling the star wars licenses that under under expected um everything yeah the only the only thing that's going against it, i say is it's coming out at a kind of rough time like mm-hmm. we've got that coming out and then yeah. cyberpunk halo infinite like that's it's peak. the big release window for a lot of games but it's Star Wars. Like Star Wars is one of the most valuable, if not the most valuable IPs around. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can because I really enjoy the game. I, I almost wish I didn't enjoy it so much because it's gonna be, <laughs> you know, a real disappointment if it doesn't do well. But I think they've set it up really good for long term. Like the five v five, I think that paired well with the crossplay will make it a lot easier to find game modes than mm-hmm. say something like Battlefront. Yes. 
Definitely. I also like that um, no matter what you're playing on, you're not going to have an advantage as well because it's not like a first-person shooter where PC is going to favor console just because you have mm-hmm. a mouse and keyboard, mm-hmm. whereas this game you know, yep. is tailored towards using a controller. Everyone's going to be at the same skill level. No one's going to have that additional advantage. Um, and yeah, like I think that was the idea with doing crossplay as well. I know there are other game, the other EA game that just released, Rocket mm. Arena, oh, it's yeah. called. That also has crossplay. That was their first crossplay game, and that's kind of a, like a three v three, much smaller. You know, it was a similar game, sold for around forty dollars, I think, as well. There's less content in it. Obviously, it's not Star Wars, mm-hmm. but perhaps this is something we'll see going forward as well. Them building more smaller games to get more of them out in the future and just to have you know more tailored experiences and cross play is what's going to keep it alive um yeah that's a really great point. fingers crossed it performs well because i'm sure we all want the b-wing don't we and uh yeah yes for like, sure let's let's uh <laughs> let's just you know get this to sell 10 million copies as well and like <laughs> yeah I think they're projecting like three to four million in the first three months. I think so I think it can do more than a lot that. less than Fallen Order. Hopefully, let me fingers crossed. If you, if you enjoy the game, just you know be vocal about it because EA does. I'm not saying to suck up to EA or anything, but like a lot of people <laughs> are in this mindset of like, oh, it's an EA game, so it's gonna be. Are you telling me that Bombastic and Eckert Slatter are EA shills? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get my shill. Bu- I get ten shill bucks every uh, mm-hmm. every time I say EA positively. <laughs> I wish I wish someone would pay me to say nice things about Star Wars. Like that'd be the be best like a, job ever. Be the easiest job in the world. <laughs> yeah, be amazing, yeah. amazing. If if anyone wants to hook me up, like I'll do it for sure. I won't yeah. tell anybody. I'll do Just it. <laughs> gotta get in with the right contact. All of a sudden, his videos just became like super positive about everything <laughs> Star Wars. It's so weird. <laughs> Everything I loved about The Last Jedi Coloring Book, Part 10. <laughs> oh, I want to see you make that. Can you just please make that? And, you know, even as a parody video, I just love to see you talking about a Star Wars coloring I've book. I've got, like, a please. bunch of Star Wars kids books. Do it for Gus. Um, maybe I will. I've got a bunch of Star Wars kids books. Um, there's one where uh, Mon Mothma is shacking up with a, uh, I forget who it is, maybe, like, Crix Maydeen or something, like one of the rebel generals. Because it's like a Halloween what? book, and they they go to the, they go to their house, and it's like both of them there. I'm like, what the hell is this canon? Um, <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. You'd have a lot of like parents in your audience, wouldn't you, Eck? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'd love this kind of stuff. Do it like but a Patreon kids, bonus right? too. Battlefront Two, Starfighter Assault versus Squadrons. We talked about it a little bit um, throughout the episode about the the learning curve. What are your thoughts on the comparison between those two? Why should I buy Squadrons when I've got Battlefront 2 right now? I mean, they're really not very similar. It's like comparing Mario 64 to, you know, the original Donkey Kong and Mario game. Like, yeah, it's the same general idea, but one is a lot more sophisticated. They're both good games, but one is a lot more sophisticated, which some people want, some people don't. It's just like a lot of people are kind of under the incorrect assumption that Starfighter or that um, Star Wars Squadrons is just the Starfighter Assault game with some added, you know, things. But in reality, the entire game system has been built from the ground up with almost nothing taken from uh, from squ- from Starfighter Assault. I think Ian said the only thing taken was some of the how the AI worked on, you know, f- the capital ships or something and the descriptions. Um, yeah, so it's like it's a much more complex game the flying is different like just a really good example if you pull back on the throttle all the way in squadrons you just stop 
in Starfighter Assault, you slow down. You can't, you know, do these complex maneuvers. There's no shunting energy. There's no, mm-hmm. uh, there's not really cu- ship customization the same way. The flying is not nearly as fun. And uh, the forced first-person perspective, I used to like playing first-person in um, Starfighter Assault because the interiors of the cockpits are actually really well done. They're, they're quite beautiful. But they are. They're at such a competitive disadvantage. Um, so the forced first-person, I think, is a really good move. So, yeah, it's the same general idea, but it's just it's not very similar in how it plays out. Hey, um, Eck, I'm noticing you're drawing a lot of references to Mario Kart. Is this just like another opportunity for you to talk about your Mario Kart <laughs> No, it, it's, it's because you're constantly berating us with Mario Kart references. Oh, Mario Kart, this might be... Listen, you know, Andrew, if you were as good as I would, would you let anybody forget it? Maybe if my ping wasn't 200, <laughs> I would kick your... <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have another one on my we'll server. See, we'll see, we'll see. Come play on an Australian server and we'll see that. Yeah. I don't want to play upside um, down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the drains spin the other way yeah let's go you, you're caught you drive the other way um battlefront 2 is a completely different experience to squadrons i think there's a few really key things so it is kind of the control you have over your ship in terms of you know the power the shields being able to change direction of shields uh talk to your teammates um you know give orders and navigate the bat the the squadron battlefront i guess you'd call it um the other thing is the way like you were talking about limited view and how in battlefront 2 you're at such a disadvantage if you're flying in a starfighter in first person mm-hmm. right a few of my friends and i actually went back the past few weeks and played a few rounds in starfighter assault and there are a few things the collisions are terrible you can't see you have no peripherals basically so anytime you hit an asteroid or something you immediately Mm -hmm. explode right whereas in squadrons one of the best mechanics i love in this game is the fact you don't explode there's no insta death you bounce right off surfaces and everything else and it's just like that being in a starfighter game i think is such a game changer because it, it makes your ship feel real as well. It feels more like a car in a lot of ways where it's just like you knock off things and, you know, you... Yeah. It, it, I did this test where I just, like, flew directly into, you know, a, a ship or a capital mm-hmm. ship, just, like, dead into it. And it's amazing just watching the TIE fighter kind of just, like, ricochet off and just, like, the windscreen cracks and you're just a little shunted, but um, you're still fine and you can still fly off and be yeah. fine. That That's such a difference um yeah so so completely different experience altogether one of the big differences too i found is map design because battlefront one of my main problems with uh starfighter assault and why i found it kind of frustrating even though it was my favorite game mode is there wasn't really intelligent map design they'd put objectives in the middle of the map but they wouldn't kind of have a flow of gameplay um so that led to a lot of like spawn killing um a lot of spawn killing, a lot of kind of flying around the battle to do nothing or to just get killed. Whereas in squadrons, it's almost designed like an arena shooter in some ways. So like each team, at least in at least in um, capital ship in the in fleet battle, sorry. So each team has a side. Um, you know, you've got protected spawns. Uh, there's the map is designed in such a way that there's lots of intricacies. Um, you're not just flying through open space. There's tunnels you can fly through. Um, to me, that's the biggest change, just kind of how more, how well the gameplay mechanics work, especially in fleet battles with that interesting sort of tug of war system. I did not realize that fact 
about mm -hmm. you not like insta death. That was one of the most annoying things to me about the the Starfighter assault. And it's it's so good to see that it's taking much more more of a realistic and I'm using quotation marks here realistic uh, approach to to that type of gameplay. Yeah. So it's like sometimes you'll die if you're low on health and you go straight in, you'll die. Or if mm -hmm. you're I think if you're at enough speed, if you're like going full full force with an A-wing and you hit something perpendicular, you'll probably die. But like, yeah. for one, the uh, the the meshes or the the hit boxes are much more accurate in this game. So like the first thing I try to do is um you know how the star destroyer has kind of like that brim around it and then yes like it's got that trench on the side that you see like the Millennium Falcon fly through. Um, you can actually fly through that in this game, whereas in um, Starfighter Assault, you would just hit like an invisible wall and you would be destroyed, um, <laughs> which sucks. <laughs> I yelled at my computer so many times. It's definitely some stream highlights of that. Oh, yeah, especially because in Battlefront 2, you know, you build the battle points to unlock the Millennium Falcon finally. And then, yeah, you accidentally crash into a, you know, little piece of rock yeah. or whatever. It's very frustrating. Yeah, that sucks. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys about the look of Squadrons. I've had a lot of people asking me and talking about how the game looks and just the color and how it's very vibrant and doesn't really look like other Star Wars games. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people argue Battlefront 2's Starfighter Assault looks a bit gr grittier. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It looks more like... I don't know, the Star Wars we might know, whereas this is kind of a lot more vibrant. There's mm. a lot more color. All the maps are very kind of like have their own theme. Like there's kind of a green spacey one and a red spacey one. Yeah. You know, they all look quite unique. But um, what's your guys' opinion on that? Do you think it looks too cartoony or too childish in a way? I never got that feeling personally. Um, I, I really like the look of the Yavin map. I think the the look of the Nadiri map is just okay. It's not amazing, but I think like certain maps like the Yavin one, there's like one that's in like a nebula or something that we haven't really seen yet. Um, it was kind of hidden in the first uh, gameplay trailer. That one looks good. Um, I, I haven't really had any problems, but yeah, I've, I've seen that comment a few times too. Yeah, I've, I've seen the same type of comments as well. For me, there's one that this is, they're still working on the game. Um, so there are going to be visual changes as they get closer to launch. Yeah. One, one, one definitely big point is they're going for a more stylized game just in and of itself. It's going to be more stylistic than we're used to. And I think mm -hmm. that's a good thing. I think it's going to be a good part of them making a name for themselves because we get gritty shooter stuff all of the time. It. Mm -hmm. This, I think, will make it stand out more. I also love how they're actually embracing the colors. Um, that's something yeah. that with I'm really liking with this next-gen push. A lot of the games that we're seeing are more colorful because um, mm. I think really the, the definition of the PS4, Xbox One generation was grit. And mm -hmm. I think we're now getting to the point where like, okay, we've, we kind of got burnt out on that. And now we're able to maybe win... If this game came out maybe three to four years ago, it would be that gritty shooter. But now that we're, we're in this phase, that it mm -hmm. can be more stylized. And I just love the color palette, too. Yeah, I mean, Battlefront 2 is a phenomenal looking game. Um, I don't think Squadrons is ever going to look that good. It's just it's not a, it's not the same budget. Um, mm -hmm. So I think they probably lean a little more on art than pure fidelity. Um, but like the cockpits, True. for example, are one area where I think 
the graphics of Squadron surpass that of Battlefront 2? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think that's a, a fantastic a point detail. to be made. There was one other thing. I just wanted to ask you guys, do you think there's a chance this could also be released on the next gen into the future? I was just thinking that. So I hope so. Ian has said that it will be released, um, but from my understanding, it's not going to be optimized. So it'll, it will get a release, but I think it'll be the same. It'll okay. just essentially be backwards compatible. That's my understanding. Oh, anyway. Okay. I'm fine with that though. Like mm-hmm. as long as it's there and it's cross-play yeah. and it has, you know, the support of everything else. That's, you know, the fact that it exists on the next consoles. That that to me is just exciting. That's enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be 8K 30 frames per second or 4K 120 frames per second. Like I don't think it needs to be that. As long as it can be played, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I'm seeing if I can find the tweet now because he definitely he definitely tweeted it. Um, PS5. I'm trying to find it on Twitter. Next gen. Uh, yeah, he had, he definitely said I can't find the actual quote, but um, but yeah, I, it, it should be at least backwards compatible. I would assume so. Do you think if they sell a really good amount that they they'll start optimizing it for next gen? I mean, it's hard to say. I imagine yeah. that they could do some some graphic like I know very little about game design but maybe something like a increased resolution or considering it's being developed for PC and that's going to look better. True. Um, it would it more than likely have to already support 4K. Um yeah. I mean if you look at like uh, yeah. A lot of things too is I noticed that people are kind of taking my, my stream quality at least on my videos. As... Yeah, if you're judging anything on YouTube, like that is not a good way. Like even the most beautiful game, like Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful game. You watch gameplay on that on YouTube and it like, oh, this looks like Fisher Price. Even though like that is not the actual reality. <laughs> yeah. Like if you want to look up like I know Cinematic Captures, he has a much, much better quality. Like for example, Cinematic Captures, I asked if I could use his footage because we were sharing um, and his, his file was nine gigabytes long and it was 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine's like, uh, not nearly that long. Uh, let's see. I think he's just cause I'm curious. 4K, didn't he? Yeah. Mine is yeah. Th- oh, three gigabytes. You're, you're so yeah. also four gig. Yeah. Yeah. Four gigs. Yeah. 4.28. So yeah, the difference is like, if you want to see something good, his, his video was also three minutes long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that a couple times. Let's just say, for example, the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox game reveal live streams, their their yes. whole events. Like, a lot of those games are not going to look like that. It was just the way that it was revealed that's going to put it in a specific light. For sure. Right. I mean, if you watch the Star Wars Squadron's gameplay trailer, like, that's real gameplay. So that's kind of the fidelity that you should expect if you've got a high-end PC or if you can run it at full settings. Um so that's a much better representation than uh, our footage, which is quite grainy in my case. One thing I will say that EA does not get enough applause for is the the optimization. It has a great optimization oh, for yeah. like you could basically you could play Battlefront on potato and yeah, it would still play. <laughs> yeah, that, that game ran really well on my computer. I could max that out even with my old graphics card and stream it. Um, what about you, Andrew? How did you find that? Or did you you played um, on PlayStation, didn't you, or Xbox? Which game are we talking about here? Battlefront Two. 
I played on both PS4 and PC. Um, I have some issues with my PC, so maxing it out, it kind of like crashes. I get the blue screen of death, unfortunately, which I've been working on like over a year to fix and I still can't figure it out. So yes, mainly I play on PS4. Um, Yeah, graphically, like it's an impressive looking game. I've... um, I'm keen to see, yeah, like we said, how Squadrons kind of matches up against it. Like it has the very different art style like we've talked about and it is going to, you know, have that different feel and look to mm. it. But um, yeah, I think 60 frames as well. One thing you said, the Squadrons trailer, the gameplay trailer, you said, Eck, that it looks as close to the actual game. Um, I agree. That, that trailer is only in 30 frames, mm, though, yeah. I'm pretty sure. So... It doesn't run quite as smoothly as perhaps some of our footage mm-hmm. would. So maybe if you combine our footage with that trailer, you combine the color from the, <laughs> the color and the graphics from the trailer with the smoothness of mm-hmm. our footage, then that's that's what the game mm-hmm. looks like. If you're out for that real hardcore hardcore visual experience, yeah, yeah. you're hard. a real nerd. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do that later. <laughs> yeah, just do a side by side comparison. X2 video for today. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> I know one of my problems too is because I'm new at video editing. I immediately after I cut my my squadrons footage down into ten minutes and I rendered it, but I didn't render it at full quality. I rendered it at just a lower quality, so already it was low. Because and I kept that ten minutes of footage, and then it's went through another render cycle for each one of my videos. So it's just like a mess. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm an idiot when it comes uh, to this so stuff. That's where you think some of the grain is coming from. Yeah. Yeah, okay. because yeah. it's essentially Maybe. been processed twice. Um, I don't think I, I do too much more though. Like you're doing like H two six four compression, right? I just I optimize. I'm, I'm a lawyer. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you edit in? <laughs> I edit in Premiere. Yeah, that's probably H two six four. Yeah. So one final thing before we end the episode. What are your thoughts? This is a two parter. What are your thoughts on future Star Wars games, and what's your dream Star Wars game? Oh, <sighs> you go first. So answer. Tough. Go ahead. No, no, okay. you go first. Um, I can't. I <laughs> so I play a lot of Empire at War, which is like kind of a big space strategy game. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out in 2006, but it's been kept alive by modding. There are still mods that get hundreds of thousands of downloads on Steam when they release. And the game has a lot of active players. Like, you know, it'll it'll get days where I think it hits 10,000 um, on Steam. But I would just love a remaster or a sequel. That would probably be my dream game. Any sort of space strategy game where you can have capital ships fighting is really cool. Okay, uh, that sounds incredible. My one, I think, is a little more hectic than yours. Just like it's kind of a bigger idea. I want a GTA-style open world combined with Knights of the Old Republic <laughs> that would also be kind awesome. of game <laughs> where it's like it's it's. I think it's even too big an idea to conceptualize, but a game where you're able to choose whether you're... A, it's almost like Star Wars Galaxies as well, in a way. You're able to choose if you're a Jedi or a bounty hunter or a smuggler mm-hmm. or, you know, you you can play in any faction of, you know, each Star Wars era or perhaps it'd have to be set in one era. But it's basically just an open world. I don't understand how that would work with, um, you know, galactic travel, like whether it's like Fallen Order and the worlds are just smaller and you can travel between like maybe five to ten worlds or if it's just kind of like what, uh 1313's mm-hmm. original concept started as being uh open world on coruscant gta on That'd coruscant be great. that kind yeah. of 
that to me, you know, and you can have the above ground and the below ground. Like, it's such a good idea, man. All right, let's not go into that. It's, it's <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that kind of game, I think, would just mm-hmm. be the all-encompassing, all-immersive Star Wars game. But then you've got to think about, like, is it going to have ship mechanics as well? Are you going to be able to get different starfighters and speeders? And, you know, the Star Wars universe is so vast and diverse that it just becomes a ridiculous project. But can you imagine if Rockstar made a Star oh Wars game gosh. just giving them... Can you imagine what that would be? Yeah. Like, just here's, here's like, 10 years... Rockstar, like, just make a new game for There's us. There's 10 years in a blank check. Sure they could it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. that That's, you know, that's the experience I want. I'm holding out for a Rockstar pirate game. Oh. Yeah. That'd be interesting. That would be very good. Um, something that I would love to see, obviously, I would love to see a Coruscant open world game. Like, 1313 would have been sense. so cool. Um, yeah. Something I would love to see is open world you you're set in one city you start off as like um a kid in the slums basically and you have to work your way up to maybe you want to be a fighter pilot or something like that and you have to work your way up through the story and it's set in just one location it's not like a world breaking i've got to save the universe i have to mm-hmm do all of these things. I would love to see a smaller scale story based around someone who like has nothing to do with like the Skywalker saga. That'd be awesome. Just like a game that happens to be in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> exactly. And I think that would be super cool to see. And you could you could do a really good um change Basically, you could basically do something completely brand new in in the Star Wars gaming space with that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, there's so much potential. Like, Star Wars is such a cool universe, and I like I do think there is a limit to how many movies Star Wars people, movies people will see, especially if they're sort of you know about similar things. But for games where you can like, there's so much you can do. Like any like Star Wars, it's like a sim game where I can like manage a Star Wars planet or like <laughs> like a like. Like a like a simulation, not Sims. Although that would be fine too, or like one where I can just manage a Star Wars freighter. Like that would be so awesome. Just get it done. Mm-hmm. Get oh, it done. What was that mobile game called? There was a mobile game like you manage different levels of the Death Star. Oh, what Tiny Death Star. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that like a micromanagement style game where you manage? Very simple, thing? but yeah. Sweet. Thank you guys so much for jumping on the podcast. This has been an absolute blast. Thanks so much for having us, man. It's lovely to be here. Appreciate the invite and um, yeah, great chatting. Yeah, it's been super fun. I'm I'm down whenever you need me. Just holler, send a smoke signal my way, and I'll catch it. <laughs> you can find links to both Justin and Andrew's channels in the description, and stay tuned on their channels for some awesome content as well. You can find us on Twitter at SWB Podcast as well as on Instagram, where we keep you up to date on our weekly streams every Saturday on YouTube. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Battlefront Podcast, like friend of the podcast Daniel Schilling, patreon.com slash Battlefront Podcast. You can also support us on PayPal, paypal.me slash tie-dye sheep. 
T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P. Also, we're soon to be rebranding the Patreon along with the podcast, so stay tuned for some awesome content on there. We want to get that back in full swing, so you have a lot of fun stuff there. A completely free way to support the show is through by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you find podcasts and can leave reviews, we would greatly appreciate it. You can contact us on Instagram, Twitter, comments on this episode, as well as through our email, battlefrompodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts and topic suggestions, what you thought about squadrons, and much more. If you've got something on your mind that you'd like us to talk about, hit us up on any of the social medias and email. Like I said previously, we stream every Saturday on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. Uh, we've also got some cool content lined up with collaborations with Wolf of Wolf, as well as some other awesome YouTubers. So stay tuned for that. We've got a lot planned over there as well. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you find podcasts, you can find this show. As always, thanks for listening and may the force be with you. Mm-hmm.